Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unplugged with Macadio. In today's episode, we are going to listen to a senior business leader having experience in different domains of banking, be it MSME or cross-border payments. So I, Mridul, along with my cohort Sirat Mehra, will be there. Let's welcome Mr. Pipin Kolsar, Chief Business Officer of Offline Payments at Paytem Payment Bank Services, and yes, the only Indian banker to complete the three-day Triathlon series held in Australia 2018. So, sir. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a real pleasure to. It's my first time, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how podcast goes about. Uh, we're really glad to have you on board, sir. Uh, so, uh, beginning with the podcast, is uh, we would just like you to tell something a little about yourself to the listeners. Okay. So great, I think you've introduced my name. So at the cost of repetition, I'll just say my name is Bipin Call, and I currently work as a chief business officer for offline payments at Paytm 197 Communications. And I've been here for around now one and a half year and my whole workex has been around 20, 21 years. Uh, I started in 2000. I graduated from Indian Institute of Foreign Trade. I did my graduation from Sriram College of Commerce and then IFT and then I started working with various companies. I started with my Tata Tin Plate. I started with my career there and then I moved to ICICI. ICICI had a long stint of around 14 and a half years. Then I worked with various banks, IDFC first, Indusind and then finally to Paytm. So in my personal time, I, I, I spend lots and lots of time on sports, endurance sports uh, and that's what consumes my significant amount of time other than the work when I don't have work and try to balance those things. So I've done a lot of uh, endurance, hardcore endurance events, 100 kilometer runs, 10 kilometer swimming, 15, 1500 kilometer cycling, triathlons, ultra triathlons, high altitude running. So various kind of things. So that is what keeps me going and sane at the same time. That's, I think, that is how I could define myself in one minute. About my family, okay, let me just tell you about my family also. I have my mother, my two daughters and my wife. She, she, she's from, she's a CNISBN and she works with a company called Mercer and uh, I have two daughters, uh, Kaira and Vadanya, Vadanya being elder and my mother, Sushma Kaul. So we stay in Gurgaon and that's how the life is. So that's really amazing, you know, uh, from your professional life to your interest in sports to your family. Uh, so I would like to talk more about your current role at Paytm. Uh, what are your key responsibilities or how does a day in your life look like? Okay, so, <laughs> so I'll start with first my responsibility. I think my, my job as a chief business officer at Paytm is in offline segment is enabling merchants to accept affordable and very seamless payments. So uh, which should not cost them too much. And at the same time, they have to be seamless because today, if you see the payment is as basic or as fundamental as food, air or water, you can't survive without these things and you can't survive without payment without realizing if you see the way you breathe every second without realizing that you're breathing, you drink water when you need it, but you eat food when you're hungry, same way you do payments also. So it has become as fundamental for human survival uh, as is the basic other things, necessities. So we help merchants to 
accept these payments. On the acquiring side, we help merchants to accept the payments. So if you walk into any outlet, a mom and shop, pop shop, a grocery shop, a medical shop, or an apparel shop, or a mobile shop, and if you're carrying a card or a QR, a mobile phone, then if you have to accept a payment, we enable that whole value, uh, that whole chain of uh, events, we enable that. I think it's a very, very noble cause in terms of that. We feel happy that because merchants are, these are all very MSME merchants, very micro, small and medium enterprise merchants. For them, failure and success depend is very super critical for them that they are they able to accept the payment or not. Because for them, doing a sale is a very difficult task. Uh, and losing a sale due to lack of payment uh, infrastructure is crime, is criminal. So we as a Paytm company try to enable those things by QR code, by POSP machines, by payment links, various tools and instru various instruments and modes of payment. And that is what I do. So I have a large team which helps me to build this distribution and uh, help uh, merchants do the payments. I think that's really amazing to know. And uh, Paytm has actually been everywhere. Uh, especially after the pandemic, we've seen uh, an, a potential exponential rise in like the online payment systems. So what do you think, like, where is this industry headed? Where, what is the future of apps like Paytm? I think future of Paytm or for, let me just address the payment. So I think, as I said at the beginning of my session, that payment has become as fundamental till human beings will require breathing, eating, drinking, they will require payments also. There has to be change of uh, transfer of value from one person to other person to actually get. So there are considerations. You, you take something, you give something. Till that necessity remains, till that equation remains, payments will remain. And till that payments will remain, all the payment companies and fintechs will remain. Yes, obviously, Paytm over a period of time has evolved from a payment company to a truly fintech company who is into financial products. So we leverage our payment infrastructure, we leverage our insight into the payments and our customer uh, consumers and the merchants and then upsell them various products which are <coughs> logical uh, upsell on payments and uh, try to leverage that. So I think we have just, if you ask me, if you see UPI, how it is transforming and how it is growing, one number every month, pre, post COVID, be COVID, no COVID, it continues to grow because we have just touched the tip of the iceberg. So there are huge things to, there are a lot of things happening, a lot of innovation happening in payments. So it's, if you ask me, it's the most exciting uh, industry to be in right now. Not that it is growing. But because there are so many transformational paradigm changes which are happening, the way people do payments. So those are the times when you have to be in an industry to experience those changes. And I think payment Paytm has been at the forefront and leading that transformation. I think you're absolutely right. Yes, go ahead. Yes, sir. We all know that Paytm is currently leading in online payment in India. But sir, you have made a lot of contribution in the MSME sector for their lending part or relationship management. Sir, uh, could you explain more about it? So I have been I have been lucky that most of my career has been spent on the merchant side, be it an organized merchant or a very micro SME merchant who is a pop, uh, a radiwala, a uh, shopkeeper or a very small outlet 
or a medium kind of a manufacturer or a trader or exporter so i i've been lucky fortunate to have had the whole band of uh, band of uh, kind of merchants in because when you say sme and msme it's a very very broad term a 500 crore company and a 5000 company both fit into same thing so I, that's why i designed defined micro sme msme and then sme so these are very broad bands in this discussion i've been lucky to be part of this piece and i think solutioning uh, different uh, different bands require different solutions a micro sme does not micro msme have this msme does not have any financials but he does trade he does small amount of transactions very high on transactions does everyday transactions settles it but get does not get credit medium sme will get all kind of these thing they might not have everyday transaction they are large in format they require a lot of working capital consumption so different different requirements so these are different gamuts and uh, i have been lucky to be in part of all these bands and solving their problems so i've spent time in international trade where there are set of exporters because you know how much focus is there in india on exports because that is how you run a uh, earn foreign currency foreign exchange revenue exchange and uh, i have been uh, fortunate to be part of that segment also where i have been able to help exporters export efficiently without uh, incurring too much of cost and doing exports compliance is a big 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 ask in exports so helping them that msme lending msme payment solutions which we call in banking parlance as uh, cash management services payment solutions all these things i have been fortunate to be part of so i was in initial phase when actually when i was in a bank uh, icici and that time payment paytm mobiquick oxygen all these companies were just starting up nobody understood what payments is qr code has or today's world uh, is but i was fortunate to be part of at that time when i used to manage these relationships and i'm so glad that now i am part of the one of the leading one of the most prestigious organization actually working for them so i think uh, across smes i have worked on their payment solutions their lending solution their transaction solutions their trade border uh, solutions or the, their regulatory compliances i think that's amazing to know sir uh, so what is like working in such a diverse field with like so many different people so many different relationships that been formed uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced during this i uh, i'll not say challenging but uh, it's very exciting because uh, i have always believed in meeting the going to the grass growing it to the source so I, i i my philosophy has always been whenever i have to solve something i will go to the ground i will understand and listen to all the stakeholders so if there is a problem to be solved i will go to the customer and understand what is he saying i will go to my sales team and ask understand from them what are they saying and then solve see over in 20 20 years of my working the best part of my working has not been that i have grown uh, in my career but been more more that i have seen all kind of industries i have been seen all kind of merchants i have been seen all kind of segments i have seen traders i have seen manufacturer i have seen sme in terms of fintechs i have seen digital companies i have seen broking companies i have so all kind of companies so that has helped me to understand different business models and uh, what are the monetization opportunities in every industry and that gives me lot lot of insights when i actually today work in paytm and i work on merchants 
I that whole experience comes to forefront in terms of leveraging that to solving merchants' problem. Ground pick, kaise, how how does it work? What is the problem statement of a customer? So that that has really helped me to solve today's problems. Uh, yes, sir. It's like you have seen and experienced many things in your life, sir. As you have also worked in the cross-border payments. So, sir, how is it different from the normal online payment or the day-to-day payment that we or even a business made in their daily transactions? From India, if like uh, I have to buy something which I don't produce. So, if I am making a car, I need a battery, I need an engine, I need a chassis, I need steel for that, I need lot of stuff for that. There are some parts which we manufacture ourselves, which we produce ourselves, but there are lot of stuff which we import. So somebody will have to import that from somewhere else. So somebody else, if you have to import, then you can't just because you're sitting in India and somebody's in China or Germany or US. How do you get that stuff without being uh, fooled or conned or duped by stuff? So that is where the banks come in. One, it is obviously because the money is flowing out of country or money is coming into the country, it becomes a very sensitive issue. So regulator, which is RBI, is very very particular about what is going and what is coming in. While while they have streamlined it, made it very autonomous, but there are a lot of uh, compliances which you have to do rightfully on these transactions. So banks specialize in these compliances. So like if I have to tomorrow buy something, it has to be routed through a bank. The documentation fees, buying of a currency, remitting the currency, getting the goods back, submitting the proof to a, a DGFT that you have imported, exported. So there are a lot of. It's a very complex piece and very heavily loaded with regulations and compliances, which a normal MSME will not be able to do on his own. That is where banks come in. So I used to head a team where we had relationship teams, relationship managers who used to help customers solve these problems. If you have to export. Processing of documents, sending the documents to the other party, collecting the payment, converting the money, and settling that money into that, and then post that, doing the regulatory uh, compliances also. So that everything bank uh, my RM would do, and this is a very critical uh, function because, as you know, <coughs> there's a huge focus from government on exports, but at the same time, import is a very large. We are a uh, uh, deficit company in terms of. Uh, export imports so balance payments if you see uh, we import more than export so there are lot of when you are importing there are various things you have to do because the money actually the currency is going out of the country so there are lot of requirements uh, regulations to be there so that is what i used to help so there were situations where companies indian companies were buying outside companies so it's like buying a uh, it's a capital account transaction So you are buying a some other company. How will the payment go? How will the asset transfer of uh, ownership of assets change? Everything. These are very complex things and very the lot of regulations and guidelines. This is what my team used to help uh, MSMEs do that because on their own, if they do it, they will not be able to afford it and they will not be able to do it. But at banks, we used to actually customize these services for small small uh, MSMEs. Uh, so you were just talking about it, and it doesn't seem like an easy task. Like the number of responsibilities, the number of challenges, and coming from a college background, like currently we're all in college, middle, I, and all our listeners. So is there some strength or some personality trait that you would wish for the college students to develop at this age, so that it can help them in such a career moving forward? 
No, I think excellent question because I would have loved to answer. I would have, if you would not ask me, I would have said because I, I deal with a lot of management trainees. We get from tier one colleges across every year. We get we hire significant amount of people from tier colleges, campuses at PTM. Uh, I think my recommendation to people is uh, they come too opinionated about the roles that I want to be a product manager, I want to be this, I want to be that. I think when you start your career, I think topmost priority should be obviously you can, if you can get what you are looking for a role is perfect. You should look at the company which you are going to work. Excellent company, average role is preferred than an excellent role in an average company. You should always go for a company first because a good company will eventually give you better opportunities and better exposure, even if you're doing a very average role there. Because we struggle when the kids come in from college, they say, no, no, I want to be product manager. I will not do this and that. And they start their career on a wrong note. Prepare yourself well because life outside Kotal, right now you're in a very, very safe environment where the teachers are there while they will be scolding or anything. They'll be tough and strict. But they are somebody who are actually like motherly figures to you who will actually safeguard you from uh, save you from the other outside world and all that but the minute you are outside your college and everything life becomes very very professional practical and brutal so expectation of delivery expectation of work expectation of uh, instant delivery would be there and obviously company support we have a lot we have a huge long term training program and everything but there's a lot of uh, expectation which come in and I think where people I find uh, miserably fail is that they come with a very preset expectation and then they, when they don't get those expectations met, they start behaving very irrational. No, I can't do this. I will leave and I'll do that and this. And then they start on a very poor note. You have to give time to a company. When you join a company, give time with your hard work and sincerity or company will uh, uh, realize that you're a good resource and give eventually what you what you're looking at. But don't make it a life and death situation that you did not get a desired result. I think second most important point is there is no shortcut to hard work. Your college, your degree, it's only first job. After that, nobody is going to care which campus or which college you came from. They will check your pedigree in terms of your roles, what work you have done and all that. Your college or your degrees will only help you in your first job. And after that, if you're not able to perform well, then that is what that is what the reality will be, not your college. So that is super critical. I think I, I would say be super, super passionate about uh, when you get uh, from campus. The innocence with which you guys come, that is what the strength is. Because you don't know the dynamics of professional world. You don't know how the business works, how it doesn't work. But in that ignorance and that innocence, you know the things which a person who has been working uh, does not realize ki, oh this could have been done this way also so be very passionate when you join be open-minded what you get and be super 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 hard working companies will provide you infrastructure to learn people will give you roles and everything but hard work and sincerity is something which you have to bring to the table nobody can ingest that in you I think that's really motivating to know. And uh, you're absolutely right, sir. There is no alternate to hard work. It's what we've been hearing all around us. And it is the truth. I don't think there's anything other than that that can replace hard work. Uh, so since we're from the marketing society of our college and we're representing Mercadio, uh, how important do you think marketing is for everybody around us? Like marketing is not something that uh 
is the job only of a marketer these days it is required in absolutely any position that you're working even to sell yourself for the, that example so so what are your thoughts on that i think marketing is something which complements what you're doing uh, see your core product has to be strong your core proposition has to be strong that is only when marketing helps you if your core proposition is weak and you any amount of money you put on a poor product or a poor, poor service will not yield you results so first focus on what you are going to actually what is your value proposition what is a product or a service or whatever you are offering and then because it becomes very important it is your obligation to let customers know what you are selling what are the benefits now so what you are doing and so bringing awareness bringing uh, uh, comparative analysis and creating a brand recall or a brand value because it depends on which kind of a industry you are are you in a very mature product are you in a multiple multiple multi uh, multiple player product or are you in a single pro, single uh, kind of a category product so it depends there also how much marketing you want to do but most importantly what i believe is it's very important to build a brand because this is how people will perceive you as a brand uh, as a, as a product but eventually if once you are able to uh, um, make customer experience of product and it is good then you won't i don't think you will require marketing then only your product will work but uh, initially obviously it requires marketing but my my firm believe is that your core product and service offering has to be very strong then only marketing works else it is like you just push once it works and then eventually again you are pushing it only because your product is not good enough you explained very well sir uh, sir you are handling such a higher position which demands so much time and also has challenges and responsibilities sir how do you feel the same uh, after coming to this position i think uh, this is a position that where you can't look up and say ki acha kya karna hai because when i was a young boy a professional college there was always somebody up and i used to ask okay now what what is to be done then they used to guide and used to do now i've reached a situation where i have to decide the biggest challenge i have been is been always that there is no one way there are multiple ways how do i choose which way to go about so at my level i can today decide the character dna culture everything of my business how the business will do so that becomes a very huge responsibility for me that my every action even if the with best of the intents can lead to disaster or vice versa also so that requires me lot of so very strong team to be around with me lot of listening lot of listening from the sources from the ground lot of traveling to the ground and understanding from the merchants kya ho raha hai sara kuch to take a decision i think i keep on trying lot of small small pilots do testing ab testing that ye kiya to aise hoga if i do this that small small pilots and then whichever works then scale it up i think if you ask me in summary the biggest challenge i have faced is biggest challenge has been that every time i have to rise to the occasion every time i have to be better than what i am actually and that requires a lot of preparation a lot of homework and i have to take the decision that's the best i don't know it's the best part of the worst part but definitely i feel that the worst part that i have to take the decisions so i don't i, I can't go to somebody say ki acha main aise karna chahta hu main karu ki nahi karu i i at my level i now i can't do that i've reached a level where i have to decide i have supervisors it's not that they don't support or help 
but i can't go for every decision to them which i was used to in a career when you are like uh, doing it uh, till one level you are always deciding something checking with your supervisor and then executing it so you know there are there are two people who have decided but now i have reached a phase where actually i have to take decision and they, the decisions are very very significant and can have impacts significant impact on my my business and to the company so i think that is uh, the when you get into a cxo role or that kind of a role that i think that's the biggest thing you have to prepare for i understand that so uh moving forward i there was one question that i was so tempted to ask so i'm just going to go ahead so your role at paytm currently looks uh like there's a lot of work for you to do and uh how do you find time to manage it all with your personal life like how do you how does one strike the perfect work life balance once they've accomplished so much in their career oh see i think uh what you love to do you find time for that there are 24 hours uh, 24 hours in the day so you can't make 25 or 26 it's same but i i i make myself super efficient for me every minute counts so i'll get up early in the morning do my training then get into team so i i, I think the art of planning that is what i have mastered in the last 10 years so every minute i get i will utilize if i have two calls between half an hour i'll quickly do some activity my gym my training or something or other so i plan i plan in advance every day so i would have planned today by yesterday i would have planned tomorrow by today so i would have planned what i have to do obviously it does most of time it doesn't go the way i want but i keep on juggling and doing those things but for me sports is not something which i love it's core of my you know the way you wake up and get fresh do brush and everything that is how it is so it is core of my existence and uh, i i find time the way i find time for eating food drinking or sleeping i find time for sports also so i think that's super critical for me and that keeps me sane because i have learned so much from sports so i thank sports because endurance sports has taught me so much i could have ended up a disaster in terms of being into sales for so many years you become very arrogant aggressive more target driven i think sports is something which has really helped me grounded it's been an anchor in my life it has kept me grounded it has come kept me very close to ground realities it has kept me super super uh, aggressive in terms of i don't give up easily more you push me more and more i come back uh, with stronger performance so i think sports has been really critical so whenever i'm struggling professionally i only go back i will go to a run i'll do some sports i'll do something and that is where my mind starts opening up and give my best ideas and thought processes come while i'm running so whenever i have a business problem i will go for a long run keep on thinking keep on thinking and suddenly ideas start coming so you have maintained your professional personal side so smoothly like we cannot do even till now uh, adding to this to all the listeners bipin sir is so much active towards sports and events and has also completed so many ironman series and yes sir is the only indian banker to complete the 3 day triathlon event ultraman which held in steely 2018 and yes the third ultraman from gurugram sir how do you do so yes. much things so smoothly sir yeah i think i've done lots and lots of events sometimes i don't also realize that i've done so much of events so so ultraman is something like uh, it's uh, 
extreme sport in terms of endurance sports where you actually run 10 you swim 10 kilometers then cycle 430 kilometers and then run for 84 kilometers in three days so first day second day third day in 12 12 hours so you do that so i have done that i have done 100 i just last sunday i finished 100 kilometer run from jaisalmer to ramgarh so i i keep on doing these uh thing today morning so i now spend a lot of time with my daughters and make them also run so every sunday we are at some or the other event doing something so i think as i said it is uh, it's like if i don't these i won't survive so it's like if i don't eat food i will not have energy to work same way if i don't do sports and i don't do these activities i won't have energy to do anything else so so in this whole process because it become uh, core i have done too many so lots lots of works so i'm sure there are a lot of list on the google and all but uh, I I feel I am really blessed to have had opportunity to all these things. There are people who can do much better, but don't have resources or time or this. But God has been kind that it has allowed me to pursue my passion with work and with family. I think it's really really motivating the entire professional life that we had coming to sports now. Uh. the perfect balance that has been made by created by you sir that is actually something that needs to be appreciated by us right now and uh, sir i just feel like uh, students these days are very confused about uh, deciding whether what they should do very bad in decision making about their personal life or their professional lives and that is something that is that is a major problem that is faced by a lot of them so uh, what advice would you like to give to them on something like decision making i think uh, it's part of growing i think it's part of growing to commit mistakes it's nothing wrong because if i say no don't commit mistake there's some scientific formula i'll be wrong you learn by mistakes you don't learn by so there's a saying you don't learn by examples you learn by experience so if i tell you sirat by doing this this happens you will not understand and appreciate till you don't do it it's like when we were kids we used to touch something hot our parents would say don't touch it don't touch it but we would touch it the minute we touch it and burn our finger we would never touch it so committing mistake is not wrong repeating the same mistake is cardinal sin so innocent mistakes are part of process of learning but repeating those mistakes i think then that is stupidity then i i'll call that stupidity or uh, casualness so learn by your mistakes i will only say that to avoid doing mistakes i think do lot of homework on things do lot of homework on things like if, whenever i take a decision i take too much i consume so much of data i will consume so much of excel i will consume so much of insights then i will combine it with actually ground feedback i will go to the ground and understand those situation i will go and understand this thing then mostly i will just write it on the paper what will happen if i do what will happen if i don't and all those things do that and it's not that i don't commit mistakes in spite of that because then the execution also comes in so we will commit mistakes but at least we will not be held guilty of not working hard on those uh, things before committing those mistakes like by doing the homework because there are so many times with this homework only you will eliminate oh this could not be this should not be done like this or they should be done like this i think do your homework and pursue what i go lot by my gut 
I go lot by my gut. So when data doesn't support or anything doesn't support, I go by my gut. So, and my gut has mostly helped me. And that gut gets stronger only with experience. So all I can say is commit mistakes, innocent mistakes, and uh, don't repeat them. I think that's more important. Uh, yes, sir. A very great advice to us as a college student, as an entrepreneur, to all the entrepreneurs. Uh, sir, ending to this podcast. Uh, what last advice would you like to give us to the college students or the aspiring entrepreneurs, the budding entrepreneurs, so like they can be motivated and they can achieve. Like you have achieved so many things, and they will be also be motivated to do something in their life. i think i will only say enjoy every facet don't give too much importance to one thing that's the biggest mistake i did by like in first 10 years i gave so much importance to my career that i didn't know how my elder daughter grew up so i don't remember her childhood and everything so i think balance it out things will happen you have to be patient i think there's no shortcut to patience give time things to happen but only thing what you have to be impatient about is your hard work keep on trying keep on trying things will eventually happen money will happen role will happen good company will happen but the precondition is your hard work to that be patient things will happen to you don't worry about it by nature people are very short sighted in myopic in terms of negative jab bhi bahut lamba bolenge na lamba dekhne ko bolenge aap hamesha hi negative sochoge nahi aisa nahi hota yaar itni der thodi hota hai aise thodi hoga ye to kharab hi hoga itne saal wait karna padega so generally human tendency the people who are different and visionary who can see 20 years now are visionaries like all big shot people who have created a mark in themselves so i think what i have learned is sometimes let the time pass it shall pass it shall pass matlab it's like everything changes the best part is that things keep on changing every day what is today will not be tomorrow good or bad both will change so keep waiting for work hard work hard work hard and when the opportunity comes try but not working hard because the time is not right will not help you then time will never come right time will never come for a person who is lazy yes luck might fortune favor you but will not favor you every time so i think continue to work hard go with the open mind and balance uh, like i'll say don't give too much importance to career don't give too much important to personal life don't give too much importance to x y z or something balance it out the art is in balancing it out and being patient things will happen for you if you are hard working i have seen you don't require super talent but you require super hard work and sincerity i think you're right so with hard work comes the success and there is no escaping from the hard work that needs to be done uh with that i think we're ready to wrap up this episode uh thank you so much for being here sir thank you so much for giving us your valuable time and i hope you like every bit of it and to our listeners thank you so much for listening to this episode thank you so much for tuning in i hope you guys learned something and we will soon be back with another episode of unplugged with mark adio thank you very much guys thanks a lot have a great week thank you very much good night